When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and here in just a second, I'm going to be joined by Chris and James, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Please go and use that promo code THPN next time you are at DraftKings Sportsbook for a special little offer from them. We really appreciate what they do for us and what they do for our network. And uh, we also appreciate them allowing us to do cool stuff like this. Today is July 20th. I had to look it up. I did not remember what day it was. It's it's getting faster and faster every single day, guys. So, hey, Chris. Hey, James. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello. Weird day in the hockey world. What the heck? All of a sudden, the stars are in talks with a top 10 forward. Huh? Yep, and we're going to get it all into that. We're going to get a, a little bit into uh, Mr. Wendy Butt, Pierre-Luc Dubois a little bit. We'll talk about that uh, fairly briefly. And uh, we'll, we finally have some time to actually discuss some of the uh, draft picks from two weeks ago <laughs> because we were so preoccupied with what happened on free agency. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit, and then we'll get into our uh, Who Cares segment for tonight. So... Um, anyways, guys, how 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 has y'all's uh, past week been? Been good? I'm busy. I got a lot going on. But I'm not busy enough to Nick's stars talk. So hurry up. I've, get past the pleasantries. I want to talk about Kachuk. I've been melting. <laughs> That's about it for me. Bro, it's so hot. I'm done. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I'm still playing disc golf. Every time I play, when I get back, literally head to toe, I'm just covered in sweat. It's it's getting ridiculous how hot it is out here too in West Texas. It's literally triple digit every single day, like 106, and it feels like 106. It's absolutely freaking stupid. Okay, anyways, let's get into the actual stuff. Nobody wants to hear us talk about the weather. We're not a weather podcast. Okay, um, over the past week, or wait, what are you saying? One second for James. 
No, don't worry about it. Okay. Are we a weather podcast now? I, I mean I mean stars. I mean clouds cover stars, so did you say stars or weather? <laughs> clouds cover stars. That is you the can't... biggest stretch I've ever heard. That's why I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but that makes it that but I've thought better. about it and you stopped it, so I had to say it, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh uh, real quick shout out to Brandon and uh, Talik Lizzie over in the uh, comment section over there. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, y'all let us know down in the comment section down below uh, just what you guys think uh, about what we talk about. And we'll uh, briefly get to some of your questions as well tonight as well. So anyways, let's get into the uh, first topic of today, which is more Dallas Stars related than any of the, any of the other topics we're going to talk about this evening. Um, Matthew Kachuk has apparently, and this is pure speculation, I don't know if this is true or not, but mm. apparently he has told the Calgary Flames that he will not be signing long-term with the team. And it must be a really terrible day to be a Calgary Flames fan. And, you know, I hated the Flames because they got us out in the first round, but I honestly... I honestly really do feel bad for them. They they're fixing the lo- they've lo- already lost their best player who scored 110 points last season to less money to a team who's nowhere close to the playoffs. And it looks like they're fixing to lose Matthew Kachuk in a trade somewhere. Um we've seen trades hap- that look like he's going to St. Louis, it seems to be a front runner, but uh, one of the teams that was actually mentioned that it, it seems like he's willing to go to is Dallas, which is, I don't want to say it's a giant surprise, but we don't normally get like a ton of media attention from the national media. And of, of course, today across Twitter, uh, Dallas was getting a lot of attention for it. It's still very unlikely, but uh, let's talk about what a possible trade, uh, you know, from for Matthew Kachuk to come from Calgary to Dallas. And I'll just open it up to the floor about whatever you want to talk about. I guess yeah, first, so... we, for, the first question I guess we should ask is, do we even want Matthew Kachuk? And like, w- without thinking about having to give up what whatever we want, do we want Matthew Kachuk? That's a stupid question. Yes, we do. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, 107 that's points. Point. Every, everyone <laughs> wants him. Everyone wants him, unless you're just a diehard Stars fan who hates Kachuk. And I have seen a few of those. But deep down, even they want him too. He scored more than 100 points. We want him. (laughs) So there's two big problems with getting Matthew Kachuk right now. The first one is obvious, the trades thing. We have to figure out what what Calgary, goodness, would accept for him. But then the second one is also cap space. Because once we sign Robo and Otter, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean... There's not much cap room after that. So that's kind of what we're looking at. So the first uh, for, for the cap, the the a big thing on Twitter right now is a straight one for one Kachuk for Robo. And I think all of us agree that we want to do everything we can to avoid losing Robo. Do you all agree? <laughs> you don't need to know. No, I disagree with you, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to disagree with me. I'm, I, I'm going to make I, the argument one for I, one. Here's well, Chuck here, for Robo. Here, here's my thought. Um, Robertson has to be a part of the deal. He has he to be a to. part. Of, 
He has right. to be a part. Yes, he does. I don't think he does. And yes, he does. He has to be a part of the deal because I don't see any way that they're going to be able to fit under the cap. Even if they gave up a, a, a ton of, you know, just regular players, like, I don't know, give up Glenn Denning on top of Foxa and Dobby. And, and now we're just getting, you know, completely speculative and we're thinking too highly of our players at this point. But you have eleven and a half million dollars. Robo is go- is not going to cost as much as Keith Kachuk. Or I already said it. Keith Kachuk, Matthew He's Kachuk. Sad. Okay, Keith Kachuk is his dad. He played for St. Louis. He's a great player. No one liked him uh, when he was <laughs> on the Blues. Um, anyways, Matthew Kachuk is a better player. Um, it's gonna take Robo plus something else. And I would even go as far to say this that it's gonna cost Robo. It's going to cost one of the big three, and I would think probably even at at most a second-round pick. If that's the only thing that they'll take, then I agree that there's no way we're doing it. I agree. But there's That's 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 not what's going to happen because they have no – I mean, Calgary's against a wall right now. Like, he's going to be traded or they're just going to sign him to a one-year deal and he's going to be UFA next year. Not going to happen. So – and I don't even think they want Robo, honestly. I mean, if you're looking at losing Gaudreau and Kachuk, you want a player that's in his prime right now? I don't, honestly. So Yes, you do. Why would you? you do. What, what's he going to do? Because you still Be have a player on your bottom feeder team. Okay, but you're not. Th- this is not a bottom feeder team, Chris. Yes, it is. After no, losing Gaudreau not. and Kachuk, it is a terrible team. It, you have, you don't a- have a first line. You, but you still have a lot of good players who can play. Not you're and not making it to the playoffs. Are, yes, you are. With, with no. the Calgary's, you you still have Elias Lindholm who scored forty goals. You still have Nicholas Backlund who still who scored a lot of goals as well. And you still have uh, Andrew Mangiapane who scored over thirty goals this year as well. Plus, you have a great defense defensive core. The only people they lost out of their defensive core is the bottom two guys, and they're gone. And well, one came tell, back, and the t- other. Tell that to Edmonton. Great defensive core. Yeah. No, it's not a great defensive well. core. It's a veteran defensive core, but that doesn't mean they're good. Um, and also, the scores that you you said that's Dallas. Dallas has a forty goal score. Dallas has a thirty goal score. Dallas has another player who scored a lot of goals, and we barely made the playoffs with a better defense. I mean, they, so no, they're, they're not making the playoffs. Their team, they have a lot more guys who can score goals than the Stars they do. Don't. And not, yes, they not do. really. I, yes, they I do. for how much our team was one line, their line, their team was even more so. If their first line failed, they failed too. They lived and died the same way the Stars did last season. And that's the only people that their fans blamed was the first line. I mean, even when they were up going up against the Stars, everything is like. Kachuk and Gaudreau got to score more, which they did have to score more. But still, that's what their team is. So I wouldn't want Robo. What I would want is one or two of our big three prospects. Um, then you would get a draft pick, maybe two. Um, so, but there is a way you can do it while keeping Robo. Uh, but it takes a lot of moving around. And it's going to take having to trade Foxa and a pick for nothing and maybe buying out Dobby or trying to do the same thing. So so, so what have you done a, a ton of research into that as to what they would have to do in order to make that I work? I haven't done a ton. I looked at cat friendly. So, somebody made somebody posted one. Let me see if I can find it while y'all try and 
try and talk about it, but okay, I'll try and find um, it while y'all do that. Well, the, the the other thing about this this whole thing is, yes, I would love Matthew Kachuk, but not for the price that the the Flames are wanting. Uh, at least as what it sounds like that they're wanting James, because I, I really I, I I know that Matthew Kachuk is a once in a lifetime player. He, he's he's not to the you know, the Connor McDavid, the Sidney Crosby, you know, franchise level player, but he is definitely like an elite guy and he can, he's going to be on a team for a long time. Now, my only issue is, is that I just don't know if the stars are going to be committed to a $9 million cap hit like he's probably going to get and what he's probably looking for. What do you think? I mean, with, with still having the Ben and Sagan contracts right now and the Essa Lindell contract, that's probably not happening in Dallas, honestly. Well, and here's the other thing that I thought about. Uh, yeah, we've got the two contracts. They might be crippling to us for a little while, for while Ben and Sagan are still on those contracts, especially Ben. Uh, Sagan can still be a good second-line center. But... You know, once his cap, once his uh, contract is done, and the cap is going to go up astronomically in a two or three years' time, and we're talking like right now it's at eighty-two and a half million. It only went up by a million this between years. I mean, we're looking at like you know low nineties, maybe mid nineties as a cap hit, uh, or as a as a cap ceiling. Uh, you know, in 2024, 2025, one of those years. So. That makes makes me think it's more of a possibility, though. But, but that's just me. I, I I don't know what you guys think about that in that case. So I found the thing that I found that was interesting. Um, okay. So if you buy out Foxa and uh, Dobby and you do a crazy thing that is definitely not going to happen but would be an amazing move by Nil. And that I don't is... like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like where this is going. You find a team that Ben or Sagan would take. Oh. You trade them, retain 40%. So they're getting Ben or Sagan for $6 million, which is a good deal. Ben and for ben, $6 million? I don't know about that one. I think Ben for $6 million is still a good deal. Go look at his points totals. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still it's still not bad, and he's a physical leader on a team, too. And... You got to find a way to get rid of Foxy and Daba, Dobby, but then you have the room to keep to to add Kachuk. Yeah, and, and you know what? That made me think. I, oh my gosh, I can't even con- believe I'm even considering that because the the one thing that I did see is oh well, we got just got to get rid rid of Ryan Suter or oh we just got to get rid of you know Essa Lindell. And I'm here's here's my thing is you know as bad as that contract you know, seems to be with Ryan Suter. I, I, I'm still a big Ryan Suter fan. I know a lot of people mm. aren't, but. I, I was on the other side. I think the contract who, is so bad, no one's going to take it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it, either way, the, the point is, is that, you know, he's still a guy that's going to play, you know, regular minutes in the lineup. He, he's not going to be playing, you know, 25, not even 20 minutes, I don't think, this upcoming season. But he's he's still a guy that's serviceable. And, we're already our our decor is already worse than it was last year because we don't have Klingberg and we basically replaced him with Colin Miller. I mean, in all reality, so we're gonna so to make this work to make a Matthew 
Kachuk trade work and happen and have the cap space for him, we're going to make our defense even worse. And I'm sorry. I don't think it is because I'm, I don't think it's going to happen anyways, because they said uh, they want to be able to keep the defensive identity of this team while increasing the offense of this team as well. They want to keep that defensive identity. They do. And it's proven that that's what wins in the playoffs for the I'm, stars. It's I'm not, not con- offense. I'm not convinced losing Klingberg makes you a less defensive team. I no, mean- no, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. What what I am saying is that when you look at our decor, we had you know we were in the top ten when it came to decors in the league, in my opinion, last year. With the loss of Klingberg in adding uh, Colin Miller, I think we're mediocre. I think we're I think, in this center somewhere. I don't. I think we're the I, same I agree with defensively, you. though. I think defensively, it's pretty equal. We're 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 a worse decor because we don't have the offensive potential that Klingberg brings. But I don't think Klingberg brings a whole lot of defensive responsibility. I mean, right. I think that's pretty equal he to Colin doesn't. Miller. Honestly, he Colin Miller is very good stats for the few minutes that he's played defensively. Yeah. And honestly, Klingberg's advanced stats on the defensive side did not look good last season either. Yeah, so they're, they're bad. <laughs> so I don't think you're losing anything defensively. And I think Kachuk more than makes up for what you're losing in Klingberg if you can find a way to get him on without losing Robo. So well, let me ask you this then. If we can make a trade work for Matthew Kachuk, would you rather, would you rather lose like Esselindel or would you rather, you know, trade out, you know, Jamie Ben and retain forty percent? Oh, I'd way rather trade Jamie Ben. Okay, because th- th- that's my only issue. And but the problem with that is the more the more Hold things on, I got, I got to address the comments. Y'all are such homers. I know. I know <laughs> Ben too. Look how much money he's getting paid. Look at how much he's producing. It's a bad contract. <laughs> yes. I want to win a Stanley Cup. I don't want to have if if I have to. Purge Jamie Ben to win a Stanley Cup. I'm happy. I would be so happy. It's not happening, guys. We we it's all not know it's happening. not happening. We're, <laughs> we're, we're just speculating because it's fun. Okay. So totally getting back to a more realistic thing, Kachuk Robo straight up or Robo in a, a second round. Would you do it? Oh, that, that is, is the most so realistic hard. trade. And would you make that trade? I mean, we all know. Th- I mean, and you you can agree with me or not when you think about this. Do you think Kachuk is the better player, or do you think Kachuk just had a career season playing with two really good guys? He definitely did. That definitely inflates his numbers. But okay. he's still better than Robo, and yeah. he's more geared for the playoffs than Robo is. That uh, much is true. Robo's style of play is to get sneaky, find room in the slot, get a pass, score it every time. He's consistent with that. He has just a knack for scoring goals. Kachuk can fly. He can outmuscle people. He can beat anybody in the world at skating. So Kachuk is just a better player overall. And they're pretty much the same age. Kachuk is one year older. So you're not losing any prospective years or anything. So one for one, getting Kachuk is is better than Robo. Sadly. And it just makes sense for Robo because we don't have him signed to a contract yet and we save that that cap space for him for yeah. a contract for him. 
Then you have plenty but, of room. You can give him a ten okay. million contract at that point. Okay, so here's let, let let's go, James. Well, but before we go on, James, would you offer something different if you're the stars uh, rather than mm. Robo? The most realistic trade is to trade Robo, honestly. And okay. To Chuck or Kachuk is the better player. I mean, Chris pretty much ran it down for you, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th- there's just it. It's more of just fans holding on to. Uh, we saw Robo literally break out last season, and and this is he became a this superstar this year. Yeah, and, he became a superstar. Yeah, that that's hard to let go, especially when you're talking about a fan base as a whole is kind of trying to grab onto someone else because the the two people who are supposed to be really really good aren't really really good anymore. So, and the. Okay, so let's just go with Chris's trade. Okay, let's just say that it, it takes Robertson and a you know a second round pick to get Kachuk to come to Dallas. Okay, and we sign him to a nine million dollar deal. There's a huge problem with that, and what is the problem with that? Without making any other moves, you don't have a goalie. What do you mean? Otten, Ottinger? How are, I mean? Yes, you do. You, he's going to sign for $2.5 million? How much cap would, space do we have right now? $11.5 million. No, That's how have, much? No. You sign him for nine. What are we going to sign Robertson for? Eight. I would, we could sign Kachuk for, for eight, too. I don't think he's going to take eight. I think it would take nine to get him to sign. I really do. So, Either way, you're signing Ottinger. Even if it takes buying out Dobby, fine. We'll buy out Dobby. There you go, Ottinger. There's your extra million. It's happening. Well, I, I personally would not like to see that trade That's happen at solution. all. But um, can y'all give me a percentage on how likely you think it's going to happen that the stars even get it? You know, make a trade offer for Matthew Kachuk. A trade offer, hundred <laughs> percent. And this is, this is you think Jamil is going to actually offer a trade? Not offer Robo, hundred percent. He's going to offer something. Really, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. If if I'm Jim now, I'm not even picking up the phone to call Calgary. That's stupid. Okay, that's not it's fun. rant time because that's idiotic. Because this is the kind of trade that makes you win a Stanley Cup. It's not trading and going or signing Marchment. That's not going to win you a Stanley Cup. Like, cool, that's fine. We we like that. These are the kind of big trades and big moves that you make if you want to go win a cup. I mean, '99 the Stars did that multiple times. Brett Hold, Newendike. I mean. So much stuff. I mean, we lost a, a great player when we traded for Newendike. We won a cup. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. <laughs> so you you have to make a move at some point. So it, and this goes back to me not liking how conservative Nil is, and pretty much in in our fan base buys into that. I mean, not to throw y'all under the bus. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think a lot of our fan base believe buys the sentiment into that. I really of don't. wanting to keep Ben and Sagan. Even with okay, this contract, that that maybe that maybe that's okay? what I'm talking but, about. But nil being, cons- you know, them, you know, lo- loving nil because he's conservative. No, I, I, I think a I lot. Think. I think that's one of the things that you know, stars we fans are players. actually. Yeah, and that's what that's why we're a great fan base. That's why we're a great place to play because we love our players so much. You hear that, but, Vegas? We're talking to you, Vegas. Vegas, do you hear that, <laughs> Vegas? Vegas, Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, Tor- well, no, Toronto's pretty. Toronto's they don't pretty love loyal. Their players. They yes, scream they at their do. players. 
they're, they're, they they're love just their insane. They they're, they're just insane. That's what it is. Anyway, go and continue your rant, Chris. Sorry. In, in the, the solder cap era, the way to win a cup is to be risky and to make moves like this. So I, we better at least make a phone call and try and offer something other than Robertson. We don't, I'm not saying we have to rob, offer Robertson, but make some kind of offer at least and, f- and figure out the cap space. Because if you don't, that's just that's criminal. You don't have a top 10 forward in the league. Be like, hey, I want to play for y'all. And be like, no, go away. That's stupid. And then Western Philadelphia. <laughs> and Philadelphia's like, screw you, Johnny Gujo. Screw you. <laughs> or or you actually go and, and trade for uh, Tony D'Angelo oh, when you already have three defensemen who are very similar to the thing that he that he does and sign him to $5 million. And then you really don't have any cap space to sign Johnny Gujo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But... Um, I've seen some other trades where, you know, they haven't included Robo, which it doesn't make a ton of sense for me uh, for it to happen. I've seen some people include uh, Rope Hints in a possible trade for Matthew Gachuk. What what would you think about that? I have one particular reason why I wouldn't trade. That doesn't make sense for the cab. Yes, it it doesn't make sense for the cab, but in one particular reason why uh, I don't, you know, I don't even think that's even close to possible is it just the fact that the position that uh, Rope Hintz plays, he plays center and, you know, Kachuk does not Kachuk plays the wing, which would mean who's our first line center. Pavelski, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that, but that I, I don't like, I don't like the idea of a 37 a being our number first one center. line center. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, could it work? Yeah, maybe, but I, I still don't like, don't like the idea so um, well i mean at that point you're you're probably shaking up with sagan being the first line center at that point right maybe yeah but has he really i mean i know he's been hurt and everything like that but has he really shown he can be a first line center over the past couple of years oh yeah he's not a great first line center but he's still a first line center is he a is he a number one center on a stanley cup contending team no I don't think so. Robe hints unless you be. have amazing wingers on your first and second lines. <laughs> Which we would. <laughs> yeah. Which we would. Which that, that I mean that's very true. But I, I just I, I still just don't think that uh that that's a possibility. But um anything else that we need to talk about, uh you guys with all of this? One more thing. I'm not saying we have to trade Ben or Sagan. I'm just saying those contracts are bad. If we are able to move them, we should. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> all right guys um we need to get into uh the next little conversation we want to get into is about pld pierre luc dubois formerly of the columbus blue jackets um he was traded to winnipeg uh along with uh patrick line and jack orosovic going the other way to uh columbus um apparently he wants out already and he's been there for maybe a year and a half i think maybe maybe even just i think it is a year and a half um he doesn't like playing there it's a he it's a small market team and apparently he doesn't like playing for a small market team um apparently he doesn't like playing for anyone yeah and 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 get this this guy still has 
two years still left on his contract, and he's already telling Winnipeg that he's not going to sign again. He he's not going to sign back with them, even though there's two years still left. That's not exactly something that you want to do. Did he request a trade, or did he say he wasn't signing? Both. He said he was going to try free agency. I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and and let me throw this out here. For him, it makes total sense, okay? Because in two years, that like I already said, the cap's going to skyrocket. But the point is, is that if you want to trade like right now to happen, you're going to go out publicly to the media and say, "I want out," and or and also yeah. say, "I'm not re-signing in two years to to cripple the franchise that you're at currently." Yeah, it screws your team. Yeah. And, and and I mean, what is he supposed to do? Uh, be quiet that's what he's supposed to do <laughs> just, yeah. just you know privately talk to the team and say hey i appreciate that you guys you know traded for me and everything but i really want to be with a big market team i want to go home to quebec i want to play for the montreal canadians can you call montreal and see what they offer you and then that way you know winnipeg can keep in their pocket that uh that nobody knows that he really actually wants to get out Maybe they just say, you know, uh, who who do you have that we can we can take if we trade Pierre Luc Dubois to you? Yeah, and it, it just makes no sense. Yeah, they and lose like, leverage he, and it hurts the team. You're losing and, assets. And the other thing was is that he was literally in Montreal for the draft, expecting a trade to be done at the draft for him to go to Montreal. And what we've heard so far, according to reports, is that what the what the what the Jets want is they want one of the big players for uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. So obviously, one of their big players would be you know Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, or I guess Uri Slavkowski. Now their number one draft pick. I don't and, see any of those happening. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And and there's no way, there's absolutely no way that that's going to happen, especially given the current circumstances. Montreal knows that he wants to come to Montreal. And it, 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 you really handicapped your team in Winnipeg. And, yeah. you know, it, I'm, I'm just assuming that Pierre-Luc Dubois plays for the Jets this year. I feel bad for Rick Bonus. He has a crapshoot to deal with in Winnipeg right now. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard of some of the yeah. stories out of that team, but uh, James, do you know what I'm talking about with some yeah, of the things out of Winnipeg? No one wants to play there right now. It seems and like. it's it's not even because of like the market or anything. It's more of because of what we've heard from the locker room. Apparently, it's not a great, not great leadership there. It's a little bit a little bit toxic there, and it's fine when they're winning. Everything's fine when you're winning. So. I mean, uh, Brett Hall hated Ken Hitchcock, but they won a cup together, so yeah. they dealt with it. <laughs> but and they were winning. But the the thing is, is that Pierre Luc Dubois, I I don't understand him. I really yeah. don't understand his thinking. I really don't. Cry baby, just yeah. Play, I don't know how any stupid hockey game. And I don't know how any team is going to be able to sign him after this, too, other than the Canadians, obviously. But, like, how yeah. do you sign a player that is willing to handicap your team like that and then just expect to be traded almost immediately? 
Yeah, and like, and we're not we're not even talking about when when he just stopped playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets the other the other season. Like he literally just stopped playing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, that I how have. are you going to sign a guy who you don't know in like a month if he wants to play for you anymore, and you're not going to be able to do anything about it? He's just going to stop playing. That's the that's the thing I'm wondering about right now is that I don't see a way that they're able to get a fair trade done with Montreal. No. That's not the point that Montreal yet. is going to hose them. They are yeah, going to completely the case, hose them. If that's the case, and the Jets aren't able to move him, is he just going to not play? Sure. Like, history says <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, he's just totally handcuffed the Jets. If it's as toxic as it sounds, like, then maybe that's what he's trying to do. But, man, you lowered your value by a lot just by doing this. And it doesn't matter how good he gets. I don't want the stars to sign him ever. Yeah. I mean, because, no, what's I don't want to play or like, yeah, that, that is one thing that I love about the stars. I, I know we complain about them a lot on this podcast because we care and we want to see them be successful. But th- that's one thing that the stars have done well recently is they seem to have a really good culture in their locker room with the guys. Sean Avery. They have. Okay. Sean Avery doesn't count. <laughs> and I've said recently, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> the Jim Nil era. Jim Nil has been very good about signing. Every time you bring up the players. we sign good players, I'm going to always bring up Sean Avery. <laughs> Didn't he play for like a quarter of a season too? We yes, had to kick 20, him out. Twenty something games. We put him on waivers, and the Rangers picked, uh, claimed him off of waivers. Yes, that's crazy. Who did well, that? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Hall. I think Bre- no, no. Who was the? Who was the? It, there was a there was a former stars player who was a co general manager at the time. It was Les Jackson, and it, was it Newendike or Hall or I can't remember. But beside the point, uh, you know Pierre Luc Dubois. If and you can tell me what you guys think. Uh, you know, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm sitting his butt. I'm I'm scratching his butt because I mean, if he's gonna do that, I mean, that I'm gonna make I'm gonna all. make. I'm gonna make you worth nothing. I'm really gonna make you worth that nothing. Doesn't make him worth nothing. Yes, it does. He's not no. playing. He's not playing games, and he's not getting what he doesn't wants. Matter. So, and I mean, the the reason why uh, I say mm. this is because I, I was listening to SDP like I always do, and they had a really good segment on talking about Dubois, and that's literally what Steve Dangle said. He's, he's like, Steve Dangle's like, I'm sitting him, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not giving him a new contract when his contract's up and he's an RFA. You can just sit there. <laughs> and if you don't want to resign with with Winnipeg, it, just because of the the way that he came out and the way that he handled this. And I don't know if it's like uh Dubois doing this himself or it's his agent that's like uh encouraging him to do this or something. I I, I don't I don't know. But uh I mean, what else do you guys uh, think about this whole situation? Is there anything else to talk about with this situation? Yeah, I think it's a wimpy thing to do. He's not. He's a big old baby. I hope he gets set, like you say, Ryan. But I mean, I don't think when so. it's a business, they have to get something out of it. So I don't think they're going to do that just to try and teach him a lesson. But <laughs> we'll see. I don't think he plays if if the Jets can't trade him, and I don't think the Jets can trade him. So I, I don't think he's playing next season at all, anywhere. Um, and I mean, the, it adds to the list of players that want to get out of Winnipeg now, and. Winnipeg looked like, at least on paper, like yeah. a good team. They did. They ago, really they did. They looked like they were on their way. 
I mean, like when they traded uh, Tyler Myers for Neil Pionk, I thought that was fantastic. It was, I thought that was a great move. Uh, now it le- looks like, you know, Blake, they were shopping Blake Wheeler apparently, you know, fairly recently. Uh, Shifley, his contract is coming up soon and he's kind of backed off on saying, you know, I'm going to resign or sign an extension or whatever. There's so, some crazy stuff going on in Canada right now. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't understand what's happening this offseason. I'm yeah. so lost. Yeah. And then you've got Ottawa, who all of a sudden is just relevant with everything right mm. now. I really think that I really think they're going to make the playoffs this season. I really do. With the additions that they've made. They, they basically added two thirds of a first line this offseason alone. That means so, two players. Good job, Ryan. You were just talking about two players, you know, being lost from Calgary, and now Calgary's not going to make the playoffs. I didn't call it two-thirds, though. That's silly. <laughs> he said two players. You're just silly, Ryan. That's oh, silly. man. Two-thirds right. of a line. I hate Move you on. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's talk about the draft guys real quick. We don't know a whole lot about them, but it was interesting. (laughs) Well, we got. I have a whole article that we can talk about. Okay, first things first. Why didn't you say Uh, this? This is from. Uh, this is actually from Corey Pronman of The Athletic, and he analyzed every single pick in the draft. So this is just the Stars version. So overall, he gave uh, the Stars draft grade a B, which I thought, you know, it's about right. I think we, I think we, uh, Josh. I'm in college, and- that's a great grade. <laughs> D for diploma, right, Chris? <laughs> um. So here's our uh, draft picks, and I apologize if I butcher their names as we go through them. But we had every single pick of our own, except for the seventh-round pick that was sent to Buffalo when we traded Ben Bishop's contract to Buffalo so that we could, uh, I guess, have cap space there and just get rid of his contract so we don't have to pay for it. But um, anyways, uh, Josh and... uh, Sam were not very happy about the the first round pick that the Stars made. They thought there was a lot more players that they should have gone after. But the Stars do go after a really, really giant, big left-handed defenseman, (laughs) Leon Bischel. 
I think it's how you say his name. He's 6'6", 225 pounds. He's so he's a monstrous him. of a human being. Yeah, he's um, what you would call a hepatomantonic landmass. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you did better than I would have done. I, I know, right? Way. Um, he's being compared to Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers. So uh, Keandre Miller had his breakout season this year, a really good NHL player. Um, his skating is average. His puck skills are average. His hockey sense is below average, and but it says his compete is above NHL average. So, but he's enormous. Yes, but he's so enormous. Like plus and, yeah, the number one thing is this guy's big. So yeah, that, that's why so, they got him. <laughs> let's talk about that for a second because. Is that a fair thing to just go after the big guy and say that he's going to be really good? Yes. Yeah, kind of. So? <laughs> it kind of works that way. Vasilevsky, big. Okay, but yeah, here's here's the point. Here's here's the point. Look, one of the one of the drafts we always talk about, and the Jay Cottinger fan club and hockey talk group on Facebook is the fact that the Stars drafted Riley Tufty over Alex DeBrinkin. And as much as I love Riley Tufty, I do. I'm a fan of his. He's no, a great player, no. but he's a big dude. And we went for him instead of the guy who is a regular 40 goal scorer. Yes, he's yeah, smaller. He's five eight, but still. We're we're I also we're also trying to find defensemen right now. Like we 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 drafted to get defensemen, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, all of the draft picks except for one are defensemen, by the way, which was the number one. Uh, and a goal headline and a for goal the draft. Yeah, and we had a goal. Yeah, but we we needed defensemen. This was the biggest defenseman that was up when we when it finally came to our time to choose, and we chose him. I mean, I I don't if if with how obviously we were going to go for defensemen, I I don't think it's a bad thing to pick the big one. I don't hate it. Uh, he doesn't score ever really, so so that's the number one thing. But He's a big guy, which is what we haven't drafted at all in defensemen. So it's good to have a prospect like that. And isn't didn't isn't he playing with like grown men in Swedish? Yes, league? he went he, to he, Sweden he, he, to yeah, play, he started and then they yeah, he started put him in the adult league because <laughs> he's too big. Because he's too big. <laughs> so, yeah. he, so he has already been playing in like an AHL type setting. And it's that's. A, that's what I'm getting to yeah. is this guy is very young, but he's playing with adults in adult leagues yes. against grown men. And he is, he, he's grown fully. This guy yes. is not still growing and we will he can and, play in the NHL next year. This yeah, year he, he can play <laughs> and he can play in the AHL this year. He probably will be because he's coming straight from Europe. That's another big reason why we picked him. You can pick him straight from Europe and go straight into the AHL. You don't have to do the whole juniors protection thing and all that, where you put him in the NHL, you send him back to juniors. It's not a thing. So you can put him in the AHL. He'll get just as good experience there, if not better. And we can bring him up whenever we need him. So, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's here this year, honestly. So no, I wouldn't go that early. No, he'll be at training be, camp. I think he might get a surprised? shot at training camp. I would, I would be very surprised if he made the, if he made the, the roster, I would be very surprised. Year? What's his chance of making the roster next year? Um, that, you know, it, it doesn't over 50. <laughs> over 50. I uh, mean, with how bad we need defensemen, it's probably over 50, but not with the contracts we have right now. I mean, you've got Miro signed for a long time. You got Suter with he's signed till he's, you know, 
78. Uh, yeah, he's not going to play till he's 78. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, random thought real quick. While at this just popped on my head. At free agency, did you also see Yaramir Yager's uh, tweet about that? Was about the, that was hilarious. I loved it. He said, I'm a 50 year old guy. I still, I'm still ready to play. <laughs> you know, I, I'm real slow, but I can, I can pass and still shoot. And then, and then he said, and then he said, joking, you know, he's saying that all jokingly. And then at the end, he puts, I'm, I am looking a defense for a defense though. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, for, for, for his team in Europe, for his team in, in Europe, which I thought was hilarious. Anyways, um, so, anyways, here's Corey Promen's thought on uh, Liam Bischel. Um, he says Bischel adds a much needed element to the star system. He's a big, mobile, nasty defenseman to play against who provides secondary offense. Miro Haskinen and Thomas Harley, to a lesser extent, are the puck movers of the future for Dallas. But Bischel will be a nightmare for top forwards to match up against with in the mold of players like Eric Eric Chernak, who plays for the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, signed a really big uh, eight, eight-year, $5.3 million contract. They, they all year signed eight-year contract. Yeah, they all did. They all signed <laughs> And DeAndre Miller. So, uh, I mean, this seems to be a very much a Essa Lindell type of player. If, if Not you, really. If I mean, this guy's way bigger than Essa Lindell. Nice. <laughs> it, th- this is a player that the Stars don't have. I mean, yeah. we play against uh, Calgary in that seven-game series. A huge player that's all over the ice that it really feels like he shouldn't be is Milan Lucic. I mean, he's not a good hockey player, but he, boy, does he have a presence. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of slot that I feel like this guy's slotting into. Is He's a big guy. He can skate, and you better keep your head up because he's going to murder you. So I think... It's a it's a spot that Dallas needed, especially in our defensive prospect pool. When all we've been trying to find is a puck mover, we found him. Let's get a big guy now, which I I do agree with that. Uh, steps too: puck mover first, big guy second. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's harder to find the puck movers, especially. Yes. The good ones. Much harder to find those guys. Um. Okay. With the second round pick, the Stars selected uh, Christian Cairo of the Erie Otters out of the OHL. So this guy is playing in the uh, Canadian Juniors. Um, he's a right-handed defenseman. So again, Look, a puck like, mover, a puck mover. <laughs> yeah. So he's a right-handed Whoa. defenseman. He is uh, 5'10", 172 pounds. Um, some of his uh, skills, his everything is literally above, above or is at NHL average. It's projected to be there, except for his shot, which is above NHL average, which kind of helps with the whole puck moving defenseman thing. Um, interesting thing of note: he is the younger brother of blues forward Jordan Cairo, who has really come out of his own the last couple of years has been a great player for the St. Louis blues. Um, uh, what would you, what did y'all think about uh, this pick in particular? 60 points in the OHL this year too. Very, very high goal scorer. I think this is a riskier pick because five ten, you have to be very good to overcome that. So mm-hmm. it, it's easier to be big and you can be not as good and you can still make the NHL. It's a lot harder to be small. You have to be very good. So it's a riskier pick, but I like it. I mean, a crazy fast guy like that could be good. Who knows? Maybe he moves it forward. He really could. So the, the one thing about this is we've seen extremes when it comes to smaller puck moving defensemen like this. Like, I mean, who do we all think of, you know, especially Dallas stars wise uh, defensemen who never really made it to the NHL. Julius Honka, he never really made it and never really took that step. 
But you do have guys like Quinn Hughes in uh, in Vancouver. He's not that big either. I don't even think he's above six foot, and he's shown that he's a really good puck-moving offensive defenseman. So, it, I mean, it's a possibility. I just hope he doesn't uh, turn out like uh, Julius Honkett did. That's my only worries there. Yeah. Um, with uh, with the third round pick, the Stars chose George Fergaris, another right-handed defenseman. This, this is going to be a continuing thing. Wow. Here. It's like out there's of, a theme. Out of North York, out of the OJHL. Um, the, analysis of, the analysis on him here, it's just a short little paragraph because uh, there's much less that we know about these later picks. But He's 6'1", 188 pounds. Corey uh, says, Fergaris true scout intrigue this season as a six-foot-one uh, right-shot defenseman who can skate well and showed a little offense. Whether he has the natural puck-moving ability for higher levels is my big question with him. I so mean, this looks like showed, a project. He showed more offense than a little bit. 48 points in 52 games in the OJHL. That's not bad at all. So Yeah, but it, it again, it's a lower league. So it's not like he's playing yeah. against, you know, big guys and, you That's know, fair. men like Liam Bischel. But in the same article, he said Liam Bischel has secondary scoring, which he does not. <laughs> so <laughs> Com- compared to, he, I think he said uh, secondary scoring to Miro and Thomas Harley. No, he, no, you're right. Okay. He's a big mobile nasty defenseman to play against who provides secondary offense. Okay. No, he you're right. Okay. Secondary offense. All right. He's big. <laughs> but yes, this uh, guy's a project. He he he's built like a classic second or third pairing guy. You know, six one. Mm-hmm. He's kind of big. He kind of gets points. That's what you're looking for. He's he's projected to be a, a bottom a bottom pairing guy. So I mean we he's again he's a right handed defenseman. We'll take him. Because <laughs> yeah, we're kind we're kind of <laughs> low on right handed defensemen. Um anyways, hey, guess what? You will never guess what kind of a player we drafted in the fourth round. Right-handed defenseman. How did you know? Gavin White, out of Hamilton of the OHL. Gavin White scored 56 points in 66 OHL games as a re-entry prospect, and he's known more for his puck moving than his all-around game. So sounds like he's kind of another guy very similar to Christian Cairo. So, uh, Except probably, well, we would assume worse because since he yeah, was a lower pick. I don't really know, though. But we, we, we never know. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that we can't really look at these guys and say, oh, they'll never make the NHL. Will most of them not make the NHL? Yes, most of them probably will not. But we've seen guys, you know, seventh round Joe Pavelski come out of nowhere and, you know, captain an NHL team and scored, you know, hundreds and hundreds of points. So, I mean, it's still possible for these guys to make it into the NHL. Um, with the fifth round pick, uh, the Dallas Stars selected a goaltender, finally someone other than a defenseman. forgot about this. <laughs> um, he, they selected Maxim Mayorov. And the thing that's staggering about him is he's he's basically another Jake Ottinger when it comes to size. He is 6'6", 196 it? pounds. That's it, Enormous. <laughs> So he, uh, he's he's literally a full foot taller than me. Fifth round pick, right? Yes. That means it's good. good. Yeah. Say, <laughs> we like that round. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, that's actually what I was uh, talking about with uh, Josh and Sam the other day. Is is like it worked for Ben, it worked for Klingberg, it worked for uh, Peterson. So we'll see how it works with this guy. 
but this is another good pick, especially for goalies, especially for the way goalies are playing right now, too. You have uh, to be big to play in today's The NHL. whole thing about Golting right now is positioning, so you got to be big. And you, you can teach a lot of goaltending. You can't teach somebody how to be 6'6". <laughs> so he's already <laughs> got that. a little hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, the only guy that I can think of off the top of my – well, I guess there's two that I can think of. Uh, two off the top of my head that have proved people wrong in today's NHL is Anton Hudobin and uh, UC Saros. Those are the only two guys yeah. I can think of. And I'd short. say that those guys are – better athletes than Ottinger and even Vasilevsky. But oh, I, I don't know about that. They're way more athletic and they're way more flexible. Crazy. I mean, Vasilevsky, I don't think honestly makes that crazy of saves. He just always is in the right spot and is big. <laughs> so <laughs> they're more athletic, but that's not what matters. What matters is positioning and getting your body in the right spot. So. All right, and then um, we're we're getting pretty close here to our last pick. But if you guys have any questions for us at this point, we'd appreciate you if you all would put them down in the comment section down below, and uh, we will try to get to them here in just a second. But before we get to those questions, um, we have one more uh, draft pick we need to talk about, and that's Matthew Seminoff of uh, the Cam Loops Blazers. So he played with Logan Stankoven, or is that right? Yes. Logan State Govan. I think so. Help me out. One of y'all help me out while well, I talk about I, I can't help you out. I'm sorry. I'm looking. Okay. Uh what I what I do know is uh Matthew yeah. Seminoff. I was right? Yeah, Stanky Oven. Yeah. yeah, Stanky Oven. Okay, he played with Stanky Oven, so there's a connection there. And there's also a connection to the fact that uh Tom Gallardi is the owner of the Kamloops Blazers as well. So there is so Tom himself might have seen this kid play and and you know he saw him in the sixth round and said, you know what? I'll take a, a chance at this kid. And uh, this kid uh, also seemed to be projected to be like a second or third round pick even possibly. So, I mean, he, he could be a giant steal for the stars uh, if he pans out. Well, and he not only knows Stanky, he's, he's friends with Stanky. Him and Stanky are buddies. So if nothing else, it'll make Stanky happy. Mm-hmm. You got to keep <laughs> Stanky happy. Stop talking, Chris. <laughs> um, so with Matthew Seminoff, there's actually quite a bit of an in of uh, information here, which is kind kind of odd for a, a well, sixth it, round pick. It's because he was projected to go much much higher in the draft. He dropped very far from what people thought he was going to go for. So if, if there was any like steal that the stars had from this draft, it's probably him. Yeah, it's him. It's probably him if he can pan out. Um, well, let me just read a little bit about him. Um, he's 5'11", 180 pounds. Uh, some of his skills, uh, they say his skating is below NHL average, which doesn't worry me too much because we have a player in Jason Robertson that everybody said that's why he dropped out of the first round was because his skating was bad. And now look at Jason Robertson. So just saying there. Um, his puck skills are NHL average. His hockey sense is NHL average. His compete is above NHL average. So he, he's... Uh, similar to Liam Bischel in that, apparently. Um, And this is just some background and some analysis from Corey here. Semenov has become an important all-situations player for a top WHL team over the last two seasons. He's been a riser after being a fifth-round pick in his WHL Bantam draft. So that's pretty low for a a Bantam draft. 
um, some of the analysis from him. Uh, Semenov is a talented winger who can make plays. He's not the most dynamic, undersized player you'll ever see in terms of speed or skill, but he plays hard. Uh, Semenov can create off the rush and around the net. The overall package may not be enough to have a long career, but he because he works, I think he plays some games. So, I mean, according to Corey, who was pretty close to right, to, especially about the top of the draft in terms of uh, uh, Uri Slavkovsky going first, says that Semenov can, can make the NHL, and that's exciting to me. I, I would love to see this guy make the NHL. Uh, yeah, this is what do y'all think about guys this? It's going to take longer, though. This is going to take yeah. some some ripening, some tooling. And, and I mean, most players outside of the first round are going to take a lot of of time before they make the NHL. Most people don't just go straight into the NHL. I mean, you might see like the most top first three don't go straight in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Is like you know, normally it's like maybe the top three go into the NHL right off yeah. the bat. But even then, most of them don't. And that's I mean, just I, the way it is with drafts like this. And that's the same with the MLB draft. MLB mm-hmm. draft, you're drafting pretty much 18-year-olds. So the only people who are really going to the MLB straight off is the college mm-hmm. guys, which is pretty much picks 1 through 15. And after that, it's like, yeah, these are all people nobody knows about, and they're going to be in the minors for at least three years. So kind of similar in that. That's why it's hard for us to – get information on these guys for football. It's a lot easier. I mean, we're watching those guys on TV for at least two years before mm-hmm. they get drafted. Uh, same for the NBA. So a little bit harder for NB for NHL and MLB. And that's why they take longer too. So um, before we move off of the draft, I do want to mention that uh, Matthew Simonoff has actually agreed to come onto the show with us and do an interview with us. So that will be uh, coming shortly. Um, we, we got to set a time and a date for that, but, uh, look forward over the next couple of weeks for an interview with, uh, Dallas star sixth round pick Matthew Seminoff. So that's going to be a really cool thing. And we'll get his, uh, opinion. I don't even know if he knows anything about Texas in general. I mean, it's amazing how many people, how many of the draft picks don't know anything about Texas other than it's really hot. So it's <laughs> <laughs> really hot. So, um, one other thing I did want to mention was about development camp and development camp seemed to go really well. Uh, there were a lot of players that were not there because of extenuating circumstances with travel and world juniors and lots of other stuff going on. But one of the players that was there that was not drafted in the draft was actually Logan Morrison. And uh, Logan Morrison was a development camp invite by the Dallas stars. He had the most points or I, I don't, I'm not actually, I take that back. I don't know if he had the most points, but he had a very high number of points in the OHL playoffs and he was named the playoff MB, MVP in the OHL. So I just wanted to throw that out there as just like a, you know, maybe we, maybe we get this guy and maybe he comes and, uh, you know, signs a contract with the stars at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll see where it leads. How does but, that work in the NHL? Would, would we sign him as a free agent or is he yeah. in the draft again next year? Um, I think it depends on, uh, on his age. I think it's like if you go through two, and I'm I'm I don't know off the top of my head, yeah. but I I think what it is is like if you go through two drafts and you're still undrafted, you're just a free agent. Then you're just a free unrestricted free agent, and you can sign with with huh. anybody. And and it's it's different for like Canadian junior players compared to like NCAA players. So kids coming from America compared to kids coming from Canada. So it's, it's a whole headache and, you know, uh, a lot of legal jargon that 
is boring, but lots of minutia. Long story short. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, we need to talk about uh, one other big thing that uh, still hasn't happened. Uh, Ardell asking a question here, uh, getting into some of the questions. Where does Klingberg sign? One year for Dallas? I would love that. That's, that would find a way to make that work. Absolutely. And the longer we wait, the lower he's getting paid, more than likely. So if you can find a way to move Dobby Foxa, maybe buy him out, maybe Robo and Otter sign for less, I don't know. If you can find a way to get him for $6 million, absolutely. In a heartbeat. I just... I don't see it happening. <laughs> I mean, we're at the same we're, percentage yeah. as I mean, trading for Kachuk right now. We're we're, yeah, we're right. at the point with Klingberg where we're not going to believe anything about it till yeah. it actually happens. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And and for those of you that are listening to this episode, you know, way past uh, the time that it's being recorded, it's Ju- it's July twentieth, so it's a full week after free agency is open, and he still That's- does not have a team. Um. I mean, I mean, Nazem Kadri hasn't signed either, I know, but I he's going to have a team. You, you, he's a 100-point player. He's going to have a team. Um, Klingberg will have a – I mean, Klingberg will have a team as well, but it's – obviously, the market was not what he thought it was. I mean, for term or for dollars, if, if you ask me for him. So, uh, I mean, what's more likely if, if it happens? Klingberg – coming back and signing a, a one or two year deal or Matthew Kuchuk getting traded to Dallas, which one's yeah. more likely clear coming back is still way back. more likely. I, <laughs> he, yeah, I, I don't think he would too. sign a one or two. I think he would sign a long term if he had it uh, at least a three until, until we get to the point yeah, where the draft where the cap, cap jumps cap up. Goes up. Yeah. Like it but, did, like it was supposed to last time. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but there's not going to be another pandemic. Ryan, shut up. <laughs> I just knocked. I told you. It doesn't count. You already said it. It's too bad. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Well, what have you done? I don't know. It's not going to happen. It's not going to. And now, now if there's another pandemic, people are going to go back to this episode, clip it and send it to me. <laughs> I'm going to be hated. Please. So um, just a thought about from Ardell also saying um, a lot of chatter among prominent hockey podcasts that Mason Marchment was the sneaky good signing, yes. uh, singing, singing, singing of the free agent period <laughs> in terms of fit and value. Uh, I, mean, I, I like we don't it. know how good he can sing, but he's from <laughs> Florida, so probably bad. <laughs> but, but but yeah, he we talked about it last week. It's it it's a high risk, is what it is, because he played so few minutes last season compared to how many points he got. So it it has a good chance of panning out, and I think that's why we paid a little bit extra for him than most people thought he would go for is for that chance yeah. of him being a really good second line guy. And mm-hmm. and he really is like a perfect fit. We're missing the, those yeah. a top six forward and he can very easily fill that spot. Yeah. E- even if he plays worse than last year, he's still a top six forward for yeah. us. He, he, so. ha- he just has to get to 50 points pretty much in his second yeah. line for and us. He's, he's, he's really good second line for us. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, apparently Detroit wants Klinger. I, I have seen that, and apparently I've also seen Seattle. But I mean, if you're going to one of those teams, you're not winning a cup anytime soon. Wherever he's going, it's going to be bad if he really wants that money. Yeah. So, and I don't right. blame him for wanting that money. I mean, he deserves it. But yeah, yeah. he does. He definitely does. 
um, the ability to buy out ended July 12th, didn't it? Question mark. I believe that's correct, Lizzie. Um, I, I believe that's true. So I, I don't even know I if no the teams have an opportunity to do a buyout. So, um, and, and again, that's one of the minutiae of the CBA that I just really don't care about, nor Same, had the desire obviously. to read. So <laughs> I, mean, I thought I'll, I'll just go just one more it. thing. I, I thought that was the last time you could put them on waivers with the intent to buy them out. I don't know if you have to put someone on waivers before you buy them out. I have no idea. I have no idea how it works. Yeah, I think it's something like that. I so. just know it's like half the contract. We don't know the rules. We don't know the rules. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, crazy. we're spitballing. Well, here, here, here's what I do know. We're like falling. What I, what I do know about buyouts is that uh, if the player is under a certain age, which I believe it's 25 or younger, you only have to pay one-third of the money that's owed to buy him out. If he's over a certain age, which I think it's 26, it, you have to pay him two-thirds of the money that's due to him. I, I believe. I believe. Anyway, who cares? That sounds right. Um, anyway, yeah, speaking who of who cares, who cares? perfect segue. Okay, you did who that on purpose. I, I actually, I really, I really didn't mean to. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Just go with it. Let them think Just what go they with think. it. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, we have our Who Cares segment uh, returning again for another week here in the 2022 off season. Chris, would you like to introduce the Who Cares segment we, for this? Evening? We are we are doing Disney villains. So villains from movies, TV shows, any media made by the Walt Disney Company. So that's anything. So Ryan, <laughs> that's everything. Any villain you want, Ryan? <laughs> Go third. Go with my third. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three is third. from a 1989 movie, The Little Mermaid. We're going with Ursula as my number three, and I love the. I especially yeah. love. I love her song. Oh my gosh! I I, did that. Oh man! <laughs> I don't even want to continue the segment. Oh man! What did you do? And look at that smirk that he's got right now. You can see the dimple. He's happy on the right about side it. He's happy face. about I know. it. It's like I'm very happy. About who's it. the dad here? Me or you? Unfortunately, so I think bad. I'm hilarious. Okay. So, anyways, Ursula. I love the the song "Poor Unfortunate Souls." Uh, she puts up an epic scheme to get the king's daughter uh you know to sign a stupid contract and then scroll, she looks scroll. like she wins the day for a little bit when she becomes human she looks pretty hot so that's true that's not bad that's true yeah. all right especially for James, 1989 go ahead third uh third i'm going with corella deville because ooh good one that's an underrated one but also i i remember watching the movie at our grandparents' house when I was little. And they even had like the old, I don't even know what they're called, the VHS tapes, right? Yes. They're on the VHS tapes. Oh my and God. I remember God, watching you them off the VHS tapes. You were making me feel so old, names. I hate you. <laughs> you didn't know what they were but called? I, I oh remembered after I thought about it. I remembered oh. after I thought about it. So you're not that old yet. But <laughs> still, you had to think about it. <laughs> go, go ask Travis and he won't know what the heck it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Travis will have no idea what we're talking about. Sorry, it, I, I interrupted you. Very evil Dylan villain. Ooh, what happened Dylan. there? Very, very Dylan. evil villain wants to skin puppies. Evil. That's bad. Super evil. All right. My number third is Gaston. My number third? Yeah, my number third is Gaston. For the same reason Gaston I like Ryan's it. third, 
Very attractive guy. I mean, look at that. And he's five dozen eggs. That is crazy. I don't know anybody who eats five dozen eggs, even to help them get large. Unbelievable. He's roughly the size of a barge. Yeah. Very good, Ryan. It's not, Great as, singer. It's not as funny as what I'm saying. Great so. death. I mean, oh, he just straight up died. Death, yeah. I mean, no, he's dead. He's, gone. he's a, dead. He's, he's still a dead. Off a castle. Unless he pulls some Darth Maul stuff. But I mean, from what I've seen, <laughs> this guy's dead. So Another that's Disney my reference. number third. Ryan, go ahead. Number second. Number second. Number second. Number second. I'm keeping that. Um, uh, my number two, and and again, it's because of music. I have to go with with music because I'm a, I'm a big band nerd and everything. But uh, one of my favorite Disney villain songs of all time has to be "Be Prepared." So I'm going with Scar as my number two. Scar is my number two. Uh, it's one of the most classic movies of all time, The Lion King. And what makes it so good is because of the fact that he literally killed his own brother. And, you know, you don't normally see that in a lot of Disney movies. And it, it was a fantastic Another plot. Straight up he on filled, screen. Yeah, yeah. 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 He died right in front of our faces. <laughs> my, uh, my parents, my parents, our parents. Our parents uh, used to tell me that when it when I was two, I would watch it like every single day. I would watch. And you would King cry every, every time, and I would cry every single time Mufasa died. It didn't matter how many times I watched it; I just bawled like a baby. Groundhog Day, no matter what's <laughs> right? happening. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah. Keep happening. All right, my okay. number second is there you go, James. also oh James, Scar do this. for oh, the exact me. same reason. I love the "Be Prepared" song. That has to be one of my favorite villain songs. It's so good. All right. My number second is two, but you will understand when I tell you. So these two are worms, worthless worms. Oh. It's pain <laughs> and panic from Hercules. These are the little demon dudes. This is your number second. Tiny and they shape shit. Yeah, this is my number second. It's a good these one. are like sidekicks. Right. These, these aren't even bad guys. These are but bad. They make, no, no, they're no, the no. only reason why Hercules still has super strength. These are the heroes. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're they're just, the real heroes of the day. They're just bad, bad guys. <laughs> no, they're the heroes. They did it on purpose. They did no, not and, then they, and then they hit it from the real bad guy. Okay, so here's they're the thing about... being dead. Here's the, here's the thing about these movies. is like you have these movies that they have a great, you know, great dialogue, great scheme, great whatever, but you have to have something that makes the movie, right? Those two guys make the movie for Hercules. Like they make the movie the way that it is, make it top tier. And I, I'm thinking that way about like Timon and Pumbaa in Lion King. Timon yeah, and Pumbaa same. make the movie in Lion same King. Rules, they make it that much bad. better. Yes, exactly. Right. So I love that pick, Christian. That's a good I pick. like it too. Thank you, Ryan. Good. Your number first, please. My number first. Okay. Um, it was one of my favorite series when I was growing up. And um, I, I think that you will be surprised to hear what this is. But I, I also don't know how y'all are going to react to this. But my number first is Dr. Draken and Shigo from Kim Possible. I love oh. them. Okay. I absolutely love them. Okay. No. And I mean, Kim Possible in general, I love that whole series. And I had to go with something else other than the music because with the first two, I went with music. 
But these guys, the two of them together, uh, you have to take them as a pair, just like you did, Chris, because they kind of go together. But uh, and, and mom and dad love love that show too. And th- there's there's not a more iconic like stupid villain in a TV series, especially with Disney, than Doctor Draken and Shigo. But that's just me. Kronk and Isma. That's a bad pick. That's I, I agree. You know what's dumb, Ryan? That you didn't even pick my number first in your top three, and you okay. should be ashamed. My it's number dangerous. first is Mother Gothel because that is a freaking amazing villain. She manipulates everything. It's amazing. Another, of course, one. you would go with the Disney princess movie. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now for my number first, obviously the best one, not on either of your lists somehow, which is. Just well, you had pain on yours. So. And panic. Yeah, Y'all's list is just wrong. The number first overall, undoubtedly, indisputably the best. No. Name's Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? You're wrong. You just went to the same movie? How lame. You're wrong. You're completely Chris, who's wrong. who's the villain in that movie? Is it Pain and Panic or is it Hades? Decide. Hades is the number one villain. Pain and Panic are the henchmen. They're not villains, then. Henchmen your, are villains. your list doesn't count. Your list, your list, Henchmen no, they're villains. not. You yes, want me to choose are. the stupid monkeys from are, whatever are it's they, called? Are the... they good guys or bad guys, James? They're bad guys, but they're not villains. <laughs> you can be bad and not be a villain. Hades is the best. The sarcasm, the short temper, it's amazing. There are so many great quotes from that movie. They are outstanding. Uh, guys, Olympus would be that away. Perfect. <laughs> You're already laughing, and I did a terrible job at doing that. So it, I'm, I'm one, disappointed in memo you, to me, you. Memo in... to me. Name you both after my meeting. <laughs> amazing. Number you one have to villain. go with at least a different movie. No, because that's an amazing movie. Easily no. top five Disney. You're wrong. That no. movie is not that good. The music in it is really good. The music, the music in it is, is really yes. good. The movie is not that great. The, no, uh, I wouldn't say it's not that great. It's good. I don't movie. like the movie. It's it very has, hard to find a bad Disney. It has movie, one of the hottest but... Disney females ever, Meg. I mean, come on, Meg. What, what, are you what, kidding? What, what do y'all not like about this movie? Again, it's not that I hate I the movie. I can't listen to this anymore. This is the dumbest "Who Cares" segment Christian has ever done. I'm calling <laughs> it now. This is the I dumbest agree. "Who Cares" segment Chris has ever had. And normally it's both of y'all ganging up on me for 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 my picks. Oh, no, we still ganged up so, on you. You put a yeah, little bit, but no, you had the stupid one to go with another Disney villain from the same movie. Mine's How lame was that? The only thing that oh. redeemed you was you had Gaston, Chris. That's oh. the only thing that redeemed. Okay, you. hold on, Ardell. I got a bone to pick with you because that is not true. Oh no! Oh, oh we need to end this now. We need to end this now. I'm with Ardell. <laughs> not a good movie. Okay, Highly for those brilliant. of you that are listening on the podcast side, he he says Brother Bear was the most trash Disney movie ever. The second he, one was not good. The first one I love. He, here's Ryan the point. Brother really, Bear. Really like. Oh no! This guy's a bear. Let's follow him as this bear and that bear wander through the woods. Oh, he's right, not right. a bear anymore. Ryan with music watches. by oh, no, Phil now Collins. He's a bear again. Ah, with music by Phil ah, Collins and bears. <laughs> okay, we're getting tired. We need to end this. <laughs> Please. Bears. Ah, Chris is wrong. Oh, Ryan is wrong. Bears. Whoa. 
Oh my goodness. I Man. guess we'll have to I guess we'll have to do protagonist for the for the next one, I guess, right? For no. the next speaker. That, that, no, that's dumb. We'll we'll that's come up with another one. Villains. If, if anyone dumb? wants to suggest one, by the way, y'all are free to suggest them. We may not use them, but I am open to suggestions because we are running out of things. We're, running, we, we're coming, we're we're coming up with things. these. We're coming up with these like three minutes before we go live. So. No, it wasn't <laughs> even three planned. minutes. It was a minute and a half. No, these are planned well in advance and thought through thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes, they it's are. Like the Taco Bell one. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just, I just pretend that they're that they're delayed. <laughs> I actually come up with these months in advance. Of course, because because Chris, you're just that intelligent and that smart. Yes. All right, please end it. <laughs> please end this. Okay, guys, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys for listening. Um, please go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for our merchandise store. Please leave us a five star review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, click like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell down below. And you, on if you're watching on YouTube. And as always, we want to thank our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code THPN next time you're there. Along with Chris, along with James, and I'll say along with Chris again because he had the worst absolute list of all time. My name is Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, whenever you listen, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.